Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome in, everyone, to BetQL Daily. Another big lead gets blown in the top 10 of college basketball on the road. A top 10 team falling apart. A big trade in baseball and in the NBA. Do these things mean anything in this early February when LeBron and AD sit on the bench and the Lakers win in Boston anyway? Uh, What about Sixers futures with the news now somewhat official on Joel Embiid? At least we know what the injury is. And somebody's going to have to get all the way to Vegas if they want to chase Cliff Kingsbury around (laughs) Uh, as he's got a new gig. We'll dive into all that. Good morning and live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. Of course, you can watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL and take us with you this Friday in your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. You can then get the show in podcast form after it's over as well in case you miss anything. But we've got the first injury reports of Super Bowl 58. And maybe just as importantly, we're starting to get some of the early numbers on just how heavy the money is coming in on one side. Let's get to that secondarily as we start primarily with the injury reports, which at this point I don't think mean too much, Joe, but Joe Tooney uh, does not practice for the Chiefs yesterday. Charles MNA, who we knew that was you know done with the ACL. Uh, Tooney has that pec strain, uh, but Andy Reid says he wouldn't necessarily count him out for next Sunday's game. Other than those two, everyone practiced in Kansas City. In San Francisco, George Kittle rested with that toe injury that's bugged him seemingly all year. Um, I don't think anything to take out of these very, very early injury reports when they haven't even traveled to Vegas yet. Yeah, you, you know what's standing out to me on this, uh, the first of two Fridays before we get to the Super Bowl is that now it finally feels like we're obviously in and we're following the markets day after day after day. But like as you listen, listen in around the country, as you do our various radio hits and Odyssey stations, it feels like now, now people are starting to ramp up and get excited. And like, like for me, you know, you you know this, Chris. Like for softball, you have fundraisers, and most like if you go on Facebook, everybody has a Super Bowl square one. Like uh-huh. I've, I, as of last night, we've already filled up two grids. I'm like, okay, people are ready now. Like two yeah. one hundred square grids. Like people are, we're oh, we're still more than a week out, and by next Friday, we'll be like, oh, just get here already, Jesus! Can we just kick <laughs> off the game? I'm sick of talking about the color of the Gatorade and Reba and Usher and all this stuff. Like I. We understand. Uh, let's just get there. But that's because we're in on it for two weeks. It feels like everybody's getting in now. Like now, mm-hmm. it's a big college basketball weekend. But next week, people are going to be ready to go uh, once we get to Monday. And it, 
in Vegas, you know, last night, it's always a big night. It, that was the night where you have all the big sports books sending out their thousands and thousands of prop sheets out there. So yes, we get a little injury news and, uh, and it feels like there's a lot going on. I know it's a buzz in Vegas, not only because it's there, but that Thursday night, the first Thursday is when they release everything. And, and you had like all the, all the top batters getting in line old school days uh, to get some of these prop bets in there. Yeah, I'm excited. We're just about a week away, finally. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I don't think it's been overkill for me uh, so far. I don't feel, you know, any Super Bowl fatigue yet. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Is anyone going to any parties or anything planned? We, or you want to yeah. be in your basement? We Hello? go to the same place down the street. Our neighbors, <laughs> our friends have a Super Bowl party every year. We've been going there for like since we moved into the neighborhood like 12 years ago. So it'll be the same crew of people, same kids running around creating chaos. Uh, the kids are just older now. So, That's good. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. You. So we're, we're in a different you know, area as far as other people. We're going to be on the next morning probably talking about the Super Bowl for three hours. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be able to to focus on what's happening yep. and which props are hitting, not hitting in like Monday mornings. Like, okay, okay. What happened? This mattered to betters. We talked about this. This did not happen. Blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's different than most people. Like if you need your own space, if you need to focus on the game, it doesn't mean you're being antisocial. It means like, I got to be on the air for three hours in the morning. Yeah. I know you guys don't know what this means and it's a party to you and it's about the food and the halftime show. But like, we've been talking about this for three hours for two weeks and I've got to, we got to talk about this and then next year's Super Bowl odds too tomorrow morning on the air. And also like the, like my friends, they're all into betting, but they're, they're going to be betting more like last minute. And I'm sure they're going to be asking yeah. me about bets mm -hmm. and it's probably going to get on my nerves. I was thinking like <laughs> my best friend's having a party. I like, know. do I just go early for a little bit and dip out? Because I think I will get annoyed and is I it, hate to say it, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to the party. You know, isn't that, isn't that the worst? Hey, yes. hey, go. Yeah. Did did you know that somebody bet a hundred thousand dollars on this? I'm like, yeah, that exactly. happened six days ago, and I can tell you the person who did it and why they did it. And uh, yeah, I know. But yes, I'm I'm quite aware. This is the world I live in. <laughs> yeah, you get looked at as the expert too. Well, what do you oh, think? Is and Brock if you throw more than the worst part is one touchdown. Oh my god! Yeah. And the worst part is, I thought you said you like this. Yeah. What you're the expert oh i can be an expert because you were wrong on this one thing i'm like yeah, yeah. um yeah. you know the best in the world are like 55 percent clown what are we doing <laughs> exactly <laughs> and by that point i probably will be exhausted so i don't want to walk into a party where everyone's trying to talk about all these beds and i'm like i've been doing this for the last two weeks for three yeah, hours a day i play don't this want damn to rehash game. it all yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't care how many times they show her up in the booth i don't care get it over with and then we're gonna be sad football's gone well, but my buddy said the, the over under on taylor swift cutaways was six and a half uh, I, I said i said over way over i want any what you put on the gatorade i got 30 seconds to get this bet in what was the anthem? Uh, no, my, my stopwatch said Reba was over. I bet the over. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what 
we want to do and reality are two different things sometimes yes. in life, especially when you have a significant other and children. Like you don't really make any calls in your life. Are we are we saying that like we want to do nothing, but we're probably going to be with other people? Yes. That's, okay. <laughs> I haven't decided yeah, because I'm like, I'm, I'd rather just pull the whole, oh, I couldn't find a sitter and then stay at home and watch uh, the game. That is yeah. the best. Like, that's, I, don't, that's I can't do it. So I'm probably past that point. I am yeah. kind of. But yeah. the first, I don't know, you could say like eight years, you can blame everything on your kid. Like anything you don't want to do in life. Sick. Sitter. Dance, yeah. baseball, homework, like. But now my son's eleven. I'm like, can I still get away with this? I think mm. I can because my wife is crazy and she refuses to leave the children by themselves at any point, like for a moment. So, um, I mean, some people don't care. Uh, by the age of seven, they're like, I'm leaving yeah. for three hours. So we're going Flash to the bar. Kids. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I. I'm almost done with that excuse, even though I'm yeah. not giving it up. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just about out of started. time on that one, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so BetMGM <laughs> insights on what we've seen so far <laughs> betting-wise on both sides. Five times as many bets on Chiefs' money line as Niners. Um, majority of the bets on the Chiefs to cover in every single state. I'm not going to sit here and list them all. You can judge based on where you're sitting right now whether your state allows you to bet on this via BetMGM or not. For example, in Kansas, 93% of the bets and 95% of the money on the Chiefs to cover. I mean, it's, yeah. Um, But from coast to coast, from Nevada all the way to PA, Jersey, and New York, it is Chiefs heavy. There's not one state where the Niners are, you know, Sherapan was on with us yesterday and talked about how when he's been out West for these things, he's in Vegas now, um, mm-hmm. and there's a Western team in the Super Bowl. It'll sometimes lead to a little heavier money coming in on that team, and you would suspect Niners money coming in in Vegas, uh, and you would suspect in Kansas, obviously, that it's going to be heavy on the Chiefs, but everywhere it is heavy on the Chiefs right now, Aaron, absolutely everywhere, and I don't know. I think we'll probably continue to see that. The question is, is it enough to move the number at all? I mean, I don't know. I, the The people that I've talked to who are like my friends just trying to gauge where they're at, they seem torn on this, which is kind of how I feel as well. Um, I don't have the Chiefs' hatred and fatigue, and I think I'm – uh, you know, in the minority there. I think some people are sick of the Chiefs and would like to see another team win. But the thing is, is the Niners that team because they've been at this point too. I was surprised mm-hmm. even like Washington State, you know, you would think like Seahawks fans, you know, in the same division would maybe go Chiefs, but I guess they're not. Hate is strong, but if you're asking, betting aside, what's your preference? Yeah, I'd prefer San Francisco win for sure. Uh, I am also torn on this. And here's this is when you get into the two-week issue. And we'll, we'll probably talk about it a lot yeah. next week. Sometimes you get too much time to think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you end up being all in on one side. And then you hear more opinions out there. And then you talk yourself into the other side. And then sometimes it ends up going against you. But as far as uh, surprise where the money is, no, I'm not surprised at all. Um you know, be careful with, oh, all the sharp betters or all the winning betters are on the San Francisco side because they just might see value in that current number, which you could find a plus two and a half right now, but maybe they're not going to be there in the, in the end. Like there, there are going to be betters out there that end up with both sides. 
that maybe they took San Francisco when it got down to one, but they're taking Kansas City at plus two and a half. Like there are some of those games that are played or like they're betting one side, but then they're betting two X on the other side because they got the number that they were hoping that they were going to get. So I, I understand um, the ratio with the ticket count and all that. It makes sense to me. Uh, of what we've seen so far. But, yeah, it depends where you're at, like you guys said. Yeah. California, Vegas, it's going to be a lot more San Francisco over the next week or so. And then elsewhere in the country, I think more KC. But as we've seen, there are more people that want to go against the Chiefs now. Yeah, the fatigue is has really set in for a lot of people. And that'll be interesting to see as the coverage ramps up next week, uh, if that fatigue gets sort if, – if it avalanches and snowballs downhill – um, if the people who are fence sitters right now and, and haven't made their bet, if they finally, when they finally do make that decision, do they land on the Niners? How does that push things late if it does at all? We'll talk passing props and quarterback specific props a little less than an hour from now, about 45 minutes from now at the top of the second hour here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Final hour of the show will lead off with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Crack, Bill Krakenberger, will join us from Vegas. We'll also get you our lightning bets in that final hour as well. We've got to do an NFL year in review, a different division this year. We'll do NFC West, appropriately talking Niners, at the end of the final hour. And yes, plenty of college hoops to get into. Wisconsin blowing an 18-point lead huh. to Nebraska in overtime last night. Plenty of NBA with the Celtics getting beat at home by LeBron and AD-less Lakers and the torn meniscus diagnosis for Joel Embiid in Philly, yet they still uh, win out in Utah despite uh, the absences they've got in the lineup. Let's talk about Cliff to Vegas, since we're talking about people heading to Vegas and seemingly the entire sports media world is descending on the desert over the next couple of days. Cliff Kingsbury will be there now as well as the Raiders' new OC. This, I think, is about as... I'm not a huge Cliff Kingsbury stand, guys, but I do think this is just about the perfect kind of hire in so much as Antonio Pierce can continue to focus on the defensive side of the ball, oversee the operation, and say, hey, Cliff, offense is yours, bud. Uh, let's figure out our quarterback and go from there. Yeah. the uh, gets a real number one in Devontae. And Devontae, are we going to get a motivated version of him? He got the head coach that he wanted and many of his teammates wanted uh, in keeping Pierce around, and they did. And, you know, for what they have, Jacoby Myers, pretty good. And, you know, the offensive line is the question because three of their five starters are unrestricted free agents. And let's not forget about Josh Jacobs, a guy that's been carrying that offense at times over the last couple of years. Not carrying him to a lot of success. No, not really. But – um We'll see. I, you know, as far I don't have a problem with the Pierce decision. Now you look at it, rest of the division, those uh, high end coaches that they're going against could be up against it. But what we did see, Aaron, is that team played hard for him. And what we do covering the spread, they did a great job of covering the spread. Um, they were a lot closer in games than the betting market was expecting them to be week after week. My biggest takeaway is because I do have some friends and family who are Raiders fans. Obviously, Cliff was at USC. Does this mean the Raiders are going all in to try to get Caleb, who apparently doesn't want to be in Chicago? Is that what's going on here? Getting spicy, Joe. So Colin Coward says something, and then all of a sudden, oh, the story's back. Throw it back in. We've got over a week for the Super Bowl. we got to talk about something over the next few days. 
this was talked about and shouted down a month ago. So I guess this is going to continue to resurface until we get to the draft um, about Caleb Williams. And there have been some crazy Caleb stories out there. It's one of those situations the dad is very involved, and then he was talking a lot, and now he's not talking suddenly. So people in Chicago are freaking out. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, a huge day of college hoops tomorrow. Three different top ten on top ten matchups to dissect and so much more. Mike Rutherford joins us with his favorite plays next here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Is it really that improbable anymore? I mean, everybody goes on the road and blows it, so why are we really surprised? Plus, 
uh, executive producer Paul Aspen bet on Wisconsin. That kind of locked it in, Ooh. given the way things have gone for Paul lately. What's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. Um, kind of locked it in that that might happen. I, I saw Wisconsin up 18, and I said, ah, this is good. I'll turn back to the Knicks game now. And found out later that was not a good idea, as going on the road in college basketball has not been healthy, and there are some big teams going on the road this weekend. Tomorrow, a huge day in college basketball. Three different top 10 on top 10 matchups. A couple other teams who've played really well as of late. Auburn and UConn going on the road as well. we got to bring in somebody who knows what they're talking about. It's time to bring in the man at Card Chronicle on X. He's down there in Louisville where most of the time we would lead off talking about the Cardinals, but we're just going to we're just going to avoid that. Mike Rutherford joins us. Welcome into BetQL Daily, Mike, and uh, thanks for joining us, making the time to talk about what is a huge, huge weekend in college hoops. And let me start with not necessarily Wisconsin going on the road and losing last night in overtime and blowing a big lead at Nebraska, but just the continued uh, proliferation of road losses in major conferences where teams you know, it, it it almost doesn't even matter anymore, the disparity in talent in some in contests. Um, you, you go on the road, the target is big, and it is directly on your forehead. Uh, how do we see this continuing to play out, not just this weekend, but down the stretch? Well, I feel like we're in sort of like an endless time loop when it comes to this time of the year. The, the conversations are, are sort of the same when you say, there's no great team in college basketball, right? It's, it's been that thing the last couple of years. And the fact that there does seem to be more parity in the sport, if you want to give transfer portal credit, if you want to give you know new recruiting credit, whatever it is, uh, it does seem like the best teams are not immune to anything this time of the year. And it's why I think you have to tip your cap a little bit when teams have quote-unquote ugly performances this time of the year but still find ways to win. Um, I mean, Purdue dead to rights against Northwestern, it looks like. They find a way to win in overtime. Ugly game, a billion free throws there. They still find a way. Speaking of a billion free throws, UConn against Providence on Wednesday night, uh, kind of a game that's really clunky and hard to watch for long periods of time, but they find a way to win. And and I think with what's going on right now, you give even more credit to road upsets. Uh, A team like Florida Wednesday night goes into Lexington. They beat Kentucky uh, firmly on the bubble, and that win alone If Florida winds up getting into the field of 68, I think you look back and you point to that and say, that's the reason why they're in. But yeah, at this point, I don't want to, you know, you can't throw Paul under the bus. I thought Wisconsin was going to win last (laughs) night. Uh, I thought it was my my best bet of the night. And I I look up and they're like you, uh, they're up by 18 points at halftime. I'm thinking they're going to coast to victory. Uh, And then Nebraska and Fred Hoiberg make a gigantic comeback. And that's a huge win for Nebraska, a team that famously is the only power conference team that has never won a game in the NCAA tournament. I'm not saying they're going to break that streak this year, but they got a decent shot. Like I think that's a team that absolutely should be at this point in the field of 68, if they can just kind of hold serve for the rest of this month. But you're right. It's, it's that time of the year. It's hard to bet against home teams in big games. And uh, we'll find out this weekend how much the, the, these home teams can take care of business. Uh, amazing how this is set up, Mike. Our first real weekend without football as we are waiting for the Super Bowl next weekend. And you look at this Saturday card, if you haven't uh, dove into college hoops, like what a day to just just kick back and watch all of these games. Let's go to uh, early on Saturday evening. How about Duke in North Carolina? Ken Palm has this as a five-point game. Uh, you've got uh, the Tar Heels coming off that upset by Georgia Tech the other day. Uh, how do you handicap uh, Duke, North Carolina? 
Yeah, it's an interesting game because it's clearly the class of the ACC in Carolina was as hot as any team in college basketball going into this week. Maybe they're looking ahead a little bit. I don't know what happened. Uh, Damon Stoudemire gets a huge win for Georgia Tech. Uh, Stoudemire, by the way, we'll give him some side props here, becoming, I think, just the third first-year head coach in the ACC history to beat both Duke and UNC in that first year. So uh, props to him. Better days ahead for Georgia Tech. But Carolina, really, there was nothing to indicate that that slip-up was coming. They've been rolling, really, not just beating teams in the ACC, but beating them handily. And Duke is kind of starting to turn a corner a little bit right now. Tyrese Proctor is, is the guy who's stepping up and, and kind of having that star turn late in the season. Filipowski's been consistent, but maybe not as dominant as we, as we thought he was going to be going into this year. And I think what this game comes down to on, on Saturday, which one of the star guards plays the best? I, I think Baycott and Filipowski can kind of cancel each other down in, in the post a little bit. Can R.J. Davis solidify himself as the ACC player of the year and have a big-time performance, or does Proctor go off? Does Jeremy Roach have one of his random games where he looks like a superstar? Uh, I, I think, look, Duke Carolina, it, it's, we can hate on the rivalry all we want for the amount of attention it gets. It, the first matchup tends to always deliver. You, you, you know, a lot of times it comes right after the Super Bowl or it's early February when people are starting to pay more attention to college basketball. This is the one that a lot of people circle. The game's always fantastic. It's always competitive. I'd expect nothing different on, on Saturday. I give the edge to North Carolina just because they've been the more consistent team throughout this year. Uh, I think Duke's still trying to find itself a little bit, but I think both these teams uh, are poised to have a really good stretch run. I think it starts on, on Saturday night. Another great matchup, which could be a close game and one where you might want to back the home team. Uh, we got number four, Houston, at number eight, Kansas. What do you have your eye on in this one? I got my eye on conspiracy, baby. I mean, if, if you ever have bought into the hype of uh, Kansas getting the friendliest whistle in college basketball, which I absolutely have. Big 12 fans have been complaining about this for years. <laughs> Non-conference fans have been complaining about this for years. If there's ever a time to buy into the conspiracy, it's right now. Because there's never been more, you know, the, the Big 12 doesn't want the new guy coming in and just rolling to a conference championship. And you're probably going to get a low point spread here because the metrics love Houston. They're, they're the darling of the net right now. The number one net team in the country. Ken Palm has loved them all season long. They've got seven quad one wins. It's the most of any team in the country. So you're probably going to get a nice number for this game. If, in fact, the officials have it out for whoever comes into Fog Allen, they will have it out for Houston on Saturday. And even if they don't, as long as Kevin McCuller can play in this game, Hunter Dickinson is going to do his thing. I think Dickinson is a guy who's really embraced his role, his given role as college basketball villain. And now is the time for him to really amplify it, to really play it up. Like He's going to start doing the thing where he wants to be talked about nationally. Uh, I expect him to have a big game on Saturday. I, I know Kansas, the, the injury concerns are a little bit here and there. Um, I, I think this is a spot where they're going to step up to the challenge. They've been a little bit disappointing in terms of being a lot of people's preseason favorite to win the national title. I, I love Houston long term. I, I think they're absolutely the real deal. But this will very much be a welcome to the Big 12 type moment. I, I think funky stuff happens and Kansas winds up winning this game by whatever the number is. Mike Rutherford with us here at BetQL Daily, talking college hoops, the Mike Rutherford Show every single day. Find him on X and social media at Card Chronicle. Is Kentucky, are they in danger here, Mike? Like the, the Florida loss isn't a bad one. It's not a terrible one, I don't think, even if it is at home. Um, but South Carolina, the week before that, A&M, a couple weeks before that. 
Is this indicative of a Kentucky team that's not truly a top 10 outfit? Or is this just them kind of going through the motions in, in the dog days of the season? No, I, I think it's absolutely concerning. They've been a team that I've been a little bit hesitant to jump on the bandwagon of this entire season. Uh, not just because I do side with, with Louisville down here, but it, they don't play defense. And at some point, that's got to change. Every defensive metric, you know, people will start doing the thing this time of the year where every national champion has has ranked in this and adjusted defensive efficiency. They've ranked in this category when it comes to stop rate. Uh, and Kentucky is out, outside of the top 80 in basically every major national defensive statistic. They just don't play great defense. Now, it's gotten a little bit better in recent weeks. I, you know, they, they played a good game defensively against an Arkansas team that's in shambles last weekend. But if you watch that Florida game, there's a a lack of an adjustment. I mean, Florida's living and dying with the three, and they're not alert off the ball. Reed Shepard's a great player, but watch that last sequence of regulation. He just falls asleep. They're up by three with five seconds to go. You know Florida's going to play for the tie, and he's off the ball, and he's just he's kind of on Mars. And Walter Clayton Jr. makes a great play and knocks down a three, but that's kind of indicative of who they've been this entire season. I will say with the Florida, with regards to the Florida loss, they didn't have DJ Wagner, who has been kind of a feast or famine freshman. When he's good, he's really, really good. When he's bad, he's not great. They're also playing without Justin Edwards right now, who's been um, a pretty big disappointment for them. I don't, I don't think that playing without him really hurts them. They've got to shore up their 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 inside defensive presence. Hugo, uh, the, the big guy, has been a solid rim protector. He actually played really well in that Florida game. Aaron Bradshaw, the freshman big man, has been good offensively, but not great defensively. He's a liability on that side. That's something they have to get figured out over the next month. Who's the, the big man that they're going to ride in this NCAA tournament? Because, look, they can score with anybody, but they do not defend well enough right now to win a national title. They could go to a Final Four. Uh, the bracket can open up. They can get the right draw. They can get hot. But right now, I don't think that they're a realistic national title contender at all. What about uh, Iowa State and Baylor? Uh, Ken Palm makes this uh, Baylor a, a three-point game. You know, they've got a few uh, – the Bears have a few conference losses, but overtime games in there, a couple of them. So maybe you give them the benefit of the doubt. And then that Iowa State defense, what do you think about this game? Yeah, Iowa State, I think, is starting to get a lot of national attention now, finally. They're coming off big back-to-back -back wins over Kansas and Kansas State. Uh, Keyshawn Gilbert, the UNLV transfer, has been incredible the last two weeks. I think people are also starting to, uh, first of all, figure out how to pronounce TJ Otzelberger's last name, but also just kind of give him the credit <laughs> for taking over. I mean, Iowa State, before Otzelberger got there three years ago, they won two games. They were 2-22 and 22 before he takes over that program. He snaps his finger. He makes a couple of additions in the transfer portal. They go to the Sweet 16 in his first year. They bounce back last year. They're the number a number six seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and now here they are, a lot of people talking about them as a legitimate threat to be a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. But games like this against a Baylor team that's been good but not great, I think you circle these and, and they're nice litmus tests for just how real they are in terms of being a team that could potentially play their way to deep into the second week and go to a regional final. They're also right there in the mix, kind of below the radar for a Big 12 regular season title. Uh, everyone's talking about Kansas and Houston this weekend, You know, the, the old guard versus the new guard, who can get it done. Iowa State just kind of sitting there waiting to pounce. They've been very, very good. Um, we talk about not trusting road teams in big spots. Iowa State has been fantastic at home. They've been pretty good on the road. Baylor's been a little bit up and down at Waco. Uh, I actually like Iowa State to kind of 
turn even more heads this weekend and get the job done uh, and deal Baylor what would be a pretty big, pretty devastating home loss. I want to skip ahead to Sunday. Purdue, the favorites to win the national championship at Wisconsin. They just barely survived that game against Northwestern. What are you expecting in that one? Well, you know, you know, everyone kind of giving Purdue the old school Gonzaga treatment, talking about, I'll believe it when I see it in March. I'll believe it when I see it in March. And I get it. Like, you, you know, we had doubts about this team last year and, and they get beat by Fairleigh Dickinson in the very first round. I will say, historically, there has never been a one seed that's lost to a 16 seed and not won the national title the next year. So all the Purdue doubters out there, there's, wow. there's precedent. There's precedent trend. to believe that they can get it done. Call it a trend. And, and win six games in three weeks. Track the trends, folks. It tracks. But, uh, I mean, Purdue right now, I, I think that nobody's going to fully buy into them until they see it do it, see them do it in March, and I understand that. But Braden Smith has been playing like a man possessed recently. I would also say, you know, if, if you want to look for a reason why they're different right now, if you went and watched that Northwestern game, they went out and they got Lance Jones from Southern Illinois, who kind of is one of those more athletic guys who, you know, the Fairleigh Dickinson game, all they did was, was was pack the defense in, hack Zach Eady, trust the officials not to call it, and, and then force anybody else on Purdue to beat them. And Purdue's guards just could not take advantage. I think Lance Jones, if they're in that type of situation in the first weekend this year, can take over a game. He's that type of scorer. He's that type of athlete. I think going out and getting him was a huge acquisition for Matt Painter and company. I do think they're different than they were a year ago. I do think the metrics that believe in them are not just, you know, you know crazy to do so. Uh, I, I'm a little bit hesitant to take them as a as a team that I think is going to win the national title. But, uh, like, certainly I, – I certainly think all of the, well, they're just going to blow it again this year talk is, is a little bit overblown right now. They're very good, and I think they'll show it this weekend uh, on Sunday against Wisconsin, who's, who's a little bit wounded after last night's game now. Mike Rutherford, check him out. Card Chronicle is his handle on social media. He's down in Louisville doing the Mike Rutherford show every single day. And definitely someone you want to listen to when it comes to this time of year for college hoops. And it is a big weekend for college hoops. Mike, thanks so much for the time today, man. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Great stuff from Mike Rutherford. Uh, Number one. Uh, going on the road too. We did, we kind of ran out of time, but uh, UConn only beat St. John's by four at home. Now that was during Donovan Klingon's absence, I believe. But still, and they've learned how to play without him. But that's something to keep an eye on. That's an early game, a noon tip tomorrow. One that I'll have an eye on with my UConn national championship future burning a hole in my pocket, just waiting, waiting, waiting for when the games ramp up. And we're what I think just six and a half weeks away, six weeks away. From the tournament now, alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to take us with you today and all weekend on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. In 20 minutes, passing props, quarterback props. We dive back in to Super Bowl 58. But coming up next, we go off the board right here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Happy Friday, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. 
And regardless of how you feel about Taylor Swift, one Charles Barkley has a few words for you. I'll just say, I'm going to look right in that camera. If you're screaming uh -oh. Taylor Swift saying she ruined her, you're just a loser. Uh, <laughs> you're just a loser or a jackass. You can be A or B. One of the two. One of the two. <laughs> a loser or a jackass. One or, I love it. Both, right? Basically both, he's saying. So do you guys agree? How has she ruined football? I, I think it's silly. She hasn't. She is. I saw a breakdown somewhere. I wish I would have saved it. It was for every game that she's been at the amount of seconds. She's actually yeah. on camera ruining football. It's not it's like 12 seconds a game or something ridiculous uh, like that. Something yeah. like that. Maybe it's been amped up a little bit more lately, like maybe 30 seconds a game out of the hours that we spend with some of those terrible broadcasts. Yeah, she's the problem. She's a bigger problem than Tony Romo. Are you kidding me? No. No. <laughs> not even close. And, and Joe, you were talking about uh, young kids. Like, I have a harder time with the Cialis commercials I get every break, no pun intended, than with Taylor Swift being shown for 15 seconds. Like, yes. I, if I have to ex explain why something lasting for longer than four hours is a bad thing to my 10-year-old son yet again, like, I'll, I'll gladly, oh, instead, of, instead of that every <laughs> single break, just cut away to the Taylor Swift cam every single break instead. I'd be much That's better fine. off with that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you know what? Like, for a lot of dads that have daughters, they're interested. My daughter's asking me, which team do you think is going to win? Who do you yeah. who do you want to win the Super Bowl? I go, the Niners, because I know what she's going to say. She's like, <laughs> I want the Chiefs. I'm like, yes, that's fine, whatever. It's bringing a lot of people that aren't – that's what people don't look at. And maybe that's what some people don't like. like some people don't like it when their thing – becomes too popular mm. like everybody's talking about it and you don't exactly know what you're what talking it about it yeah so being like, in a, in I a would very love i'm sorry i was just gonna just... say being in a very he hockey heavy market for example like right. i know What's lots that? of hockey people I've, I've grown up playing hockey since i was like 10 11 years old there are people who are like well, you're not a real hockey fan. Tell me who the third line left wing was for yep. the Penguins in 1997. Oh, I'm like, first of all, first of all, it was German yeah. Titoff. But second of all, that doesn't matter. That doesn't make me any more of a hockey fan than you. What are we doing? Stop trying so to that's, exclude people from your reindeer games. Yeah. So that's every market. Because it sounds like, Aaron, you've dealt with that. I dealt when the Blackhawks had their dynasty. That's all it was. So it, like in this realm, sports, sports radio, it was... Um, the hockey people were mad because you wouldn't talk hockey because people weren't mm. interested in it because it didn't rate, right? And then it got really popular. You got Kane and Taves here. They're winning cups. It's a thing. It, people were mm -hmm. invested, and games became a thing, especially during the playoffs. And then you would talk hockey, and then get mad you're, not you're, you're talking hockey. They're mad when you're yeah. not talking hockey. Then they're mad that you are talking hockey because you, don't, you didn't earn it. You weren't there when it was 5,000 people in the old United right. States. Like, shut the hell up. They're the worst. <laughs> there is a sense I of that agree. going on right now. The, the thing, though, that I like is all the Taylor Swift fans and the attention that she's brought to the NFL and football. I'd like to see how many 
like young girls and women are now into football. They're curious about it and how that will carry over, you know, because they're now learning about the game and maybe they wouldn't have been introduced to it because of the Taylor Swift effect. Like, I think it's pretty cool in terms of, you know, getting a lot, a, a new fan base. And I've noticed a reverse effect too, guys. Like you talk about Taylor Swift fans becoming more interested in football. My social media feeds especially like Facebook, the algorithm is strong, real strong. Like <laughs> I've, I've tapped on a couple Swift and Kelsey videos, right? And now yeah. I get Taylor Swift concert videos in my feed all Let's the go. time on Facebook and Instagram. It. And it's like, and now I'm watching, I'm like, she's not that bad. You know what? This girl, she, <laughs> she's pretty good. And oh, it's you're like, going to Swift. They're coming to the NFL, and yes, you're a Swiftie. 44-year-old guy is appreciating <laughs> Taylor Swift in a whole new light. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. Don't be afraid of that, guys. Don't be look, Uncle Uncle Chuck, who's sitting on in his recliner right now, yelling at Stephen A. Do not get angry. Please, Uncle Chuck. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the football. If they cut to Taylor Swift a few extra times next Sunday, it's not going to affect your enjoyment of the game. It's mm-hmm. you're still gonna enjoy football. Football is still football. I know it's not like when Jack Lambert was uh spiking quarterbacks headfirst into the turf, like oh, it's manly man football. It's not anymore. And that hurts you enough. And you, there's lots of scar tissue there for you to work through. But Taylor Swift isn't gonna make it any worse. All right. All the Uncle Chucks out there who oh, I remember Super Bowl three. That's great. Taylor Swift isn't gonna ruin Super Bowl fifty eight for you. Not Chuck Barkley. Just to be clear. Just, just to be clear, yeah. No, that <laughs> yes. Uncle Chuck is on the good side, I think. <laughs> yes, he's on the right side of it, 100%. I, I agree totally. Nobody's taking your football. Nobody's taking it away. Nobody's ruining it. Like it's still, you're going to be sad when the Super Bowl's over, trust me. I will say, yeah. It, I do miss seeing less of her only because it was way funnier when we were on Twitter speculating that she was hiding in a popcorn machine to get in and out of the stadium. That was <laughs> infinitely funnier, and I miss it so much. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. I think their relationship is real. I know Joe thinks it's fake. Um, i come around to that, too, I think. When we're – okay, I've been saying it. Which side of it? So it's it's legit. Yeah, I mean, I decided it was fake a while ago. Let me think about it. Dig your heels in. No, it's die on the hill. Die on the hill. Don't flip. I, I'm still saying it's fake, and it's going to be – so when's the dead time in the NFL? When do we get the press release? That That's when up? they're getting engaged. No, it's, it's going to broke up stage. They're not getting engaged. We got to get past the draft. Yeah, June. Yep. June? Mini mini camp, rookie mini camp. Rookie that mini month, camp week. That <laughs> month between rookie mini camp, or yeah, the month between mini camp and training camp. They're not making yeah, it. Like you guys June. think they're going to make it? No. Well, what's make not it? Forever. Define make it. Yeah. Like, she said engaged. Married? She said engaged. Does Travis go back to his ex? The hot. That one would be. She show. said she's done with athletes. Which oh yeah, one? I saw that. She wants oh, my. Yeah. Profile powered men or something. Oh, I've rolled my eyes. Right. Like, oh, here we go. What a president? Yeah, like, what are we talking yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's going to be on a reality show, isn't she? Yeah. Any tie to take? Even know. I think they. I think they end up engaged, though. I think that happens. I think it's. I, do too. I think it's this off season. It that's. Do they get married? Mm, I don't know. 
Maybe <laughs> engaged but not married. Yeah. No. I'm with you, Chris. I could see the engagement this summer and baby after the tour make it to the altar oh my god the tour tour also isn't over until december of this year we got a long way to go long way to yep yep oh god so that's why the wedding happens next off season 2025 i'm 2025 wedding 20 june of 2025 wedding there it is i'm calling this ain't plenty of time to call it off yep this is this is gonna end it's gonna end in may Calling, calling my shot. It's so much better for the content, the album, the the future songs. If it ends, it's got a career post retirement. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. He's going to win Super Bowl MVP and retire on the field and propose right there. And he's going to need something to do post retirement. Keep that podcast career going. Bang engagement. Stretch it out. Oh, it becomes new heights with the occasional appearance by my lovely fiance. And well, for her, well, if we're thinking from yeah. an album writing standpoint, if this tour isn't over till December, That's you got to think she's right. not getting back in the stew until like what March, April of 2025. I we said what I said. No. I tried that. a new thing. No one Leave me alone, okay? Yes. So we're probably she's not probably getting the All stew until spring 2025. Doesn't want to say lab. No. That's it. That's she all that. The lab is different from the stew, the brother. Okay. What's the difference? Difference. The lab is where we're doing stew. the research. We're in the lab doing the work. The lab is for the common right. folk. The stew sure. is for Taylor Swift. No, we we get much more out of Mad Kelsey songs than we do out of the happy the, the whole yeah, album ever after. Yes. Oh, it's a double yeah. album. Double album yeah. and another. Give me the Dave Coulier song. The anger. <laughs> yes. Somewhere, some producer is already writing the breakup album. <laughs> Has it ready for her just to like because it's fake turn around? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> correct. This is all manufactured. Garbage. But like, does she write a love song about him sometime on this tour? I think love story. To, right? No, like that thing will do. Like, I mean, she's uh, already working it into her songs, him into her lyrics now. Well, yeah, is she? But like, Jesus. doesn't doesn't number eighty seven yeah. deserve his own song? Don't you think? He'll Does he one. start traveling with her? I have so many questions. What happens this That's summer? That's what I'm saying. Because if Retire, they're the road. Like let's he go. might get tempted by some baddies out there, and then she gets oh, jealous. Who's the baddies? Bad. <laughs> who's the uh, who's like the her confidant? Who's gonna betray her? Who's Brittany in the Mahomes? Group? Obviously, Mahomes' brother. Obviously, yes, Brittany. Oh, yeah. Brittany Mahomes ripping out Travis. Oh. I saw him out with another girl. Yeah, because her tour goes international. I'm just looking it up now. Like, this spring and summer, Singapore, France, Sweden, all over Europe, Germany. Hear me out. If I'm Taylor, I'm like, oh, no, you're traveling with me. I don't know what you're going to be doing in your off-season. Well, hear me out. What if he's doing off-season treatment, whatever? She's in another country. She's the bad guy. She screws it up. Then he looks like the likable, personable one. Podcast numbers through the roof. He gets to play the heartbroken dude. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. But then she... Is now then everyone wants the Chiefs you again. You, girl. Is yeah. retirement off, so retirement's off the table. If this is happening, retirement's off the table. He can't end his career now. He's got to play at least another year. Does he? Especially the way he's Why? ending his season. You think he could win a ring and then retire? And then go off yeah, with her? And just do, do podcasts and travel the world with Tay-Tay. 
He's got to play one more year. Dude, that. Yeah. I like the twist, though, that Jake wrote. Oh, wow. The twist, the third act twist where she becomes the bad guy. Ooh. Thank you. Like I've been in the lab. Yeah. She usually is. No, you've been in the stew. Stewed over it. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Let's dive back into the football before Uncle Chuck loses his mind. Passing props. What do we think these quarterbacks do next Sunday here on BetQL Daily?